Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6 when I can get it. Today is one of those days, the only day... Uh, during football season that I have a full show and I could not possibly let this opportunity go by during this important election season without having as my guest the uh, libertarian candidate for Georgia governor, a guy who I've known for years ever since Ron Paul campaigning days, uh, the libertarian candidate Ted Metz. Ted, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, and thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, and I want you to make the absolute most of your time. So uh, let's hit the ground running. I want to know, I think the best way to start for people who um, maybe don't know, tell, give us the kind of basic libertarian position, specifically your basic position either as your general philosophy or specifically as the gubernatorial candidate? Well, I will, I will just broadly address what, it, what it's all about to be a libertarian. And the easiest way to explain it is the same thing that you learned in kindergarten, is leave me alone, don't tell me what to do, and don't steal my stuff. And beyond that, we believe firmly that everything about life in general, whether it's either the government or your personal interactions, everything should be voluntary, and consensual. Yes, I, I have to say, Murray Rothbard, I liked his, like, the only law is don't touch me or my stuff. And Harry Brown, defi- he said, don't ever define libertarians in the terms that uh, conservatives or liberals use. We are not liberal, social liberals and fiscal conservatives. We believe in individual liberty and personal responsibility on all issues at all times. Can you, uh, do you think those are fair statements? That's absolutely correct. Okay, great. And, and yes, those are not only fair, but they're also accurate statements. Yes, I totally agree. Yes. So, okay. So what, and how would you uh, kind of bring that to the governor's race in, um, you know, in your campaigning? And if you were to win? <laughs> well, that's a hard question to answer in, in, in less than like three hours. So let me start with saying basically the reason I'm running is to end corruption to help government, you know, to help the people hold government accountable and to lower taxes. Now, getting back to the voluntary consensual thing, a lot of things that government does are not voluntary and are not consensual. You know, government has run amok lately of, with, with, you know, it's rife with corruption, and the corruption costs our tax dollars to be spent by somebody else. Uh, I, I think Truman said it best that nobody gets rich in politics without being a crook. Yes, I think that... Um that your point about ending corruption is very interesting and it's absolutely it's it's the right answer because if you look at the constitution it seems to me that if you if you actually stuck to it and there were no corruption and the elected officials actually defended the constitution as they're supposed to we would live in a libertarian society that's what it was founded on so that's all it takes you don't have to pass new laws you just have to uh uh, you just have to enforce the ones that are already on the books. Yes, and pair back um, all the such questions. as you know, yeah. 
such as uh, as the constitutional restriction on passing uh, grants of special privilege. And we see that all the time. And that's how politicians' friends and the politicians themselves, you know, enrich themselves at the taxpayer teat. Can you explain that? Uh, expound on that? Uh, grant of special privilege, in, in particular, is, is some sort of a legislation they pass to give someone favorable treatment over someone else, either yes. in tax relief or special privileges or, yes. you know, like, like, a, like a slide on an EPA regulation or something like that. It's quite often used in the context of taxes. And the way I look at it is they put this huge blanket over everybody, completely stifling, restrictive blanket, and they cut air holes out for the people they like. And it's kind of like Uber. If there weren't so many laws against taxi freedom, there never would have been an opportunity for Uber to kind of blanket the earth. They used those little holes in the fabric of politics because they happen to be more powerful to take over a niche that was created by the restrictions that these um, privileges, you know, that the, that the government uses. Right. And, and it, expands, it expands beyond taxation. It's also in regulations and regulatory and, and compliance issues as well. Which is why the progressive era was started by the robber barons and not the other way around. If you and, and, you know, and yet it continues. Yes. And, and that's really, I think, where the left has, has picked up on, on the way things work. And they've picked up the progressivism and getting government uh, in a position to enrich themselves and their friends. Yes. And, and one thing that I do, I think, is absolutely crazy is that with all the mania against Trump on the national level, people don't turn to the Tenth Amendment and see the wisdom of it, that if we return... Uh, the power to the state, then you would have power at the state level and we could really make a difference. But I would, I also want to point out one thing is that this idea of voting for the lesser of two evils, I got a tweet earlier, which was interesting and thought provoking saying, well, if, if this person didn't agree with you on everything, then again, it's a choice among evils. And I would say, uh, it's not the corruption is the evil, the bastardization, the exploitation of the laws. Those are evil practices practiced by most, I would say most of the elected officials in the major parties that, that it's actually, even if it's not perfect and everybody's interests aren't hundred percent aligned, uh, Eliminating the corruption, being honest and following your principles is not evil, even if people don't agree with all the positions that you come out on. Well, and again, if you hold it down to the most basic concept of, of, of things that are consensual and voluntary, then, then you've eliminated a lot of the uh, opportunities for corruption. Right. All of them. I mean, right? You can't. It's coercion, fraud, theft that leads to all that. So what do you say to people who... Uh, I got a, I got a tweet from, um, someone also named Monica saying the libertarians, uh, it's exactly the libertarian vote will dilute the Republican vote. Please don't do it. This is what she said. She's a follower, <laughs> right? What do you think of that? I was, I was, I was giving a presentation at, at some town hall meeting and basically I said, it, it seems to me that the math adds up that a libertarian vote counts for three votes because it's a vote for the libertarian. It's a vote for the other parties. You know, it's a vote for a Democrat, it's a vote for a Republican. The thing is, I'm, I'm actually, 40% of voters nationwide in, are, identify themselves as independents. Around 30% of, of people identify as Democrats or, or Republicans. That means the majority of voters are really disenfranchised because they don't have a third voice in, in government, a voice of reason, a voice so, of logic, a voice of like economic prosperity. We have 
just two parties basically that rule and control the whole thing. The problem with government is it's only made up of Republicans and Democrats. And when it comes down to it, every vote that raises our taxes, increases government, increases the size and scope of government as well as regulations, it's always voted on by Republicans and Democrats because that's all that's in government. So if we want to do something different, we have to get a different voice into government. That's very interesting, though, that that math that you use, because you could, by that argument, uh, you could get the most votes if you if you reinvigorated the people who have given up on voting. You could get more votes than any Democrat or Republican without stealing a single one of their votes. Oh, and they know that very well. That's why you've not seen me in any of the media. You haven't seen me on TV. You haven't seen me in the newspapers or, or, or very, very few and far between articles. Uh, that there is actually a third gubernatorial candidate. Are and, you going to be in the debate? Because they don't want to upset their gravy train of the same old system where every, you know, the same two groups of people are in power. And if you look at it, the corporations behind government essentially give equally to both parties because they always have a winner in the race. Well, uh, that point is well made when you think of how well uh, Ron Paul did in the Iowa caucus that year and was completely buried by the media. And then you look at somebody like Trump, who supposedly spent nothing on his campaign. And because of all the media coverage, he he catapulted to the prominent position and uh, whatever. I don't want to derail us on, on our precious time. Are you not um, in the you are in the upcoming debates? Are you not? I will be on Tuesday night with the GBTV Laudermilk Young series. And then again, I will be on on November the 4th right here on WSB-TV radio. So uh, I, I'm going to keep you on through the break to the next segment. But why don't, could you tell people now, they maybe write it down and then we'll tell them again when the, after the break, how people can learn more about you and double check on those dates and just kind of keep up with you. Do you? Is it Facebook, Twitter, your uh, website? It's so, it's so simple. It's T-E-D-M-E-T-Z. You can put that in Google. It's TedMets.com. I'm TedMets on Facebook and almost all the social media. I'm easy to find. That's fantastic. So let's take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to get back to you can pick your favorite issue or you can tell people what what you think is the most important issue locally. Whatever you want to do with those last couple of minutes, we're going to open it up. Uh, Maybe we'll open it up to a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or folks can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Be right back with more Ted Metz. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are back. I want to waste no time talking to the libertarian candidate for governor, Ted Metz. Ted, you with me still? I, I am with you, and I want to just jump right in here with my call out to Governor Deal to issue an immediate executive order to enable farmers to plant industrial hemp in the wake of the devastation of Hurricane Michael. We need to do this immediately because to preserve the soil, to save, to save the soil, and maybe even give the farmers a cash crop at the end of the year. You know, and I've already yeah. talked to my friends in Kentucky. They, they're sitting on tons of seeds. They're willing to work with us. And what do with they our do Secretary of Agriculture being Sunny Purdue, it could be done in no time. And what do they do with it once it's harvested? Uh, well, right here in Georgia, you know, the carpet, we have the, you know, the world's leading carpet industry. Uh, they they use it for carpet packing. It's called jute, and right now we have to import jute that from China and, and Canada. I did not so know there, that. There's jute a fix. I did not know that. You know, uh, 
the whole thing about our, our, our agriculture, agricultural economy is that we could make billions out of all of the different things that industrial hemp can do, from chemicals to cosmetics to fuel to fiber to, you know, just a, a myriad of things. And uh, That reminds me that I have, um, let, me, let me give you a call if this guy can, oh, shoot, I just cut Ted off. Ted, you got to call back immediately. Um, dang, how did that happen? All right, let me get this call and let's see if Ted can get back on the line in time. Um, Drake and Canton, what do you got? I had a question for, well, thank you for taking my call first off, but I wanted to ask uh, candidate Metz what his ideals are as far as it relates to the governor and immigration reform. Okay, I thought that that would be a good uh, question in the context of the agricultural stuff. So, Ted, are you there? Did I get you back, Apparently. Ted? Sorry, Ted. Um, so I just got that call from Drake. He wanted to know uh, about immigration reform, and I thought it was a good question in the context of uh, agriculture in Georgia. Do you? Can you give me, like, in... You know, one minute, it, your views on immigration in the context of your run and the governorship? If, if you're white or if you're black in America, it's as a result of immigration. You know, the Latinos were basically here before white men settled. So I don't see what the big issue is other than it's creating a stir because of, of some reason that, you know, Republicans are afraid that immigrants are going to vote Democrat or something. And the Democrats are pushing the issue because they think that the immigrants are going to vote Democrat, but the immigrants are going to vote conservative. So uh, I don't see really what the big deal is. We need more people to feed the Ponzi scheme that is Social Security <laughs> and Medicare. So my, is, my attitude is let them come in, let them sign the guest registry, let's get their fingerprints, let's find out where they're going to be, and, and let them stay here as long as they're peaceful, voluntary, and, and, and consensual. Well, I would say that as a that you rec you can recognize a human being's right to work and travel separate from a foreigner's right to vote in your country. I mean, that's a political thing, but to prevent right. somebody from you know, this person who owns a farm from giving a job to somebody who wants to work on that farm and even live on that farm. Uh, you know, they, all men are yeah. created equal. All men are created equal. You know, people need to think about that. All men are created equal. Doesn't yes, matter where you live or it's where these you're artificial from. barriers. If we had perfect private property rights, uh, national immigration policy wouldn't be important to us because we could control our own private property. So I think it's that issue gets um, uh, libertarians can take different sides on how they want to adapt to that issue to the uh, to the actual reality we live in. But we got a we got a break, Ted. So I'm going to thank you so so much for coming on. I'm going to say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for <laughs> vote for me. It's going to be a runoff anyway. Send send a message. Vote for uh, me. Good point. Vote for him. It's going to be a runoff anyway. And go just Google Ted Metz, TedMetz.com. Find him on Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. We're going to talk to Garland after the break. Thanks a million, Ted. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. And I uh, just want to let you know that the uh, you should use the WSB radio app to register to win tickets to see the Beach Boys, led by Mike Love and Bruce Johnston, live at the Cobb Energy Center. It's a prize pack that includes two premium seats for the January 20th show and a $50 gift card to Davio's Northern Italian Steakhouse. 
Tickets for the Beach Boys are also on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. But you got to go to WSB Radio app to register to win the tickets. I'm not giving away on the air, although I love to give stuff away on the air. That's it for today. And uh, But we are about to have the... Um, continue the exciting and lively show that we uh, that has marked today we just got off the phone with ted metz the libertarian candidate for governor if you missed it go uh we will tweet out the podcast of that probably tuesday or wednesday at freedom act radio is my producer binkley's uh twitter and mine is at monica perez you should find it there and right now we have my favorite local activist garland favorito garland uh can you hear me I can, Monica. Thank you so much for uh, having me back on the show. What a great show today! Yeah, I, li- I, you, lively. <laughs> I, I, I got I got two kudos. I know you want to talk about elections, but I got to give you two kudos first. And one is I wanted to thank you for showing us that there's an alternative in the governor's race. Somebody who's free of ethics issues and uh, free of special interest, and people can actually vote for this and and stop all this. Uh, divisive politics between the the Democrats and the Republicans. So I I really appreciate the fact that you're willing to do this because both of these candidates are loaded up with uh, 10 or 12 different ethics issues that have been documented by not only our organization, but Georgia Ethics Watchdogs. So so thank you. That was my first thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I'll tell you um, that you... You really gave me courage, too, because in the beginning, when you brought that stuff up about Kemp and the uh, that what he was up to in that 2016 election and it wasn't being investigated properly and it's not it never was really vetted well. And then all the stuff that Binkley brought about Stacey Abrams. But uh, but Stacey Abrams stuff to me is even scarier. So uh, it takes some courage to vote the third way. And when you, who's so immersed in the importance of elections, has the courage of your convictions, I, I have to say I sat up and took notice of that. And I yeah, I really appreciate that because, yeah, as you've already said, the lesser of two evils is still evils. And, and uh, Mark, the other thing I wanted to thank you for is you were the only uh, news media uh, outlet in Atlanta that covered the story of Brett Kavanaugh covering up the murder of Vince Foster, the chief White House counsel for Bill Clinton. And uh, I know you I saw that on your social media post. And all of the senators on both sides of the aisle had all that evidence. Um, if y'all re- and people probably don't remember, but Vince Foster didn't have his fingerprints on the gun that was used to kill oh, him. And it was not, uh, his was not his gun and his car was not even the parking lot. Uh, when his body was originally found. So, Have you so, ever seen what Miguel Rodriguez, who Kavanaugh basically replaced, uh, what he wrote on his way yeah. out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What and a smoking I linked gun. That into my, I linked that into our, our press yeah. release on it, and that was completely covered up uh, by both sides. Republicans the Democrats had the evidence. All of that, the Miguel's... Um, Miguel's report went to every senator along with the witness statements of Patrick Knowlton that proved that Foster's car was not in the parking lot at the time of his death, um, where, he was, where his yeah. body was and found at Fort Marcy up in Virginia. Um, yeah. So so that was, 
and so we we had to watch this spectacle of, <laughs> of, of Democrats and Republicans pretending that they are opposite when they were really in cahoots about a murder of uh, the uh, probably the, the highest ranking official since the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And that's how you see the the democrat republican thing when they talk about the lesser of two evils it's evil i mean you know and and it's not getting us anywhere since we've since we've really descended to this it's always lesser of two evils this country hasn't gotten better the welfare warfare super state just gets bigger and bigger it's not working you know you have to i think take a plunge yeah, Monica, and the, the problem is that people think when you hit one side, for example, like Stacey, you've been very consistent in hitting both sides. You've had me on. We've talked about, you know, we filed a criminal complaint against Brian Kemp. You've had me on the show two or three times and more than anyone else in, in, the, in Georgia. And um, so people only see one side. So if you happen to be doing a segment, you're attacking Stacey Abrams, they thank you for Brian Kemp and vice versa. If you're attacking Brian Kemp for, for good reasons of ethical violations, they thank you for Stacey Abrams. And they, they, unfortunately, the voters can't see through this, this divisive politics scheme and understand that you're exposing corruptions on both sides of the aisle and you're the only one who does that. I appreciate that. And the thing is, this Abrams stuff that came out today, this is the first opportunity we've had to expose it, and nobody else has exposed it. But I wanted to ask you, which I have not dug into, Binkley has somewhat, what is what is your view on the Democrats' claim of Kemp mishandling these voter registrations, or what's what's your view of that issue? Yeah, so uh, great, great uh, point. So the, the, first of all, this it's they they call it voter suppression, and I think the the claim is is and for the most part very legitimate. It dates back to 2000 um, in Florida when Greg Palace did a story uh, on the uh, at that time the Secretary of State office purged what they, he believed to be about 69,000 voters using this exact match technique. So it actually dates all the way back to uh, 18 years to the 2000 election. It's the same technique, but they are using it now. Um, uh, they used it in Kansas. Chris Kobach, uh, as Secretary of State out there, um, we was using it uh, there. And now Brian Kemp uh, was using it here. Ironically, Donald Trump jumps into the Republican primaries and endorses both of these secretary of state candidates, which is almost unheard of for a president to involve themselves in a in a primary of their own party. You know, they usually can they usually uh, campaign for for someone against the other party. Oh, yeah. So, so that was kind of bizarre. But, yeah, so I think that the claim is, for the most part, legitimate. A lot of folks don't know that the counties have had a great deal of backlog uh, of voter registrations themselves. So Fulton County, for example, had about a 20,000 voter ba- backlog in uh, back in the 6th District race, and they couldn't get all their voters registered. And now if they do, then they go through this exact matching uh, technique that uh, – Brian Kemp is using. 
there's been some uh, claims that uh, he's having to do this because that's what the law says. But but the law doesn't say that you have to do an exact match down to the you know period and the T. You're all supposed to uh, you know validate registrations, but but not oh, to the extent that they're doing it. So um, they haven't. We haven't heard of a lot of complaints, but uh, we have had some. I've heard some people who were not allowed to vote on Election Day. Oh, well, look, I have a question for you that uh, the audience needs to know. The most important thing, I think, is how do you you recommend securing your vote, protecting your vote? What's the best way to vote? Yeah, so the best way, Monica, we always recommend voting by mail-in ballot. And uh, I've already voted my mail-in. The, the, the um, way to do that, we put the instructions up on VoterGA's website, on VoterGA.org, on the events page. And you, what it'll do is you, if you go up there, it'll show you how you can download an application from the Secretary of State's office, and it'll give you the, show you how to get the address of your county office. You mail that ballot in. Uh, I'm sorry, the application in, they will send you a ballot very quickly, usually within a, a, maybe a couple of days, and then you fill that out. You get to look at it for a while and think about it. Um, and uh, like we had to uh, think about those constitutional amendments for a long time. And then you can send it back in uh, um, to the county. You can mail it in. You can take it to the county. Uh, up until even including on election day, but you cannot take it to the precinct. You have to either mail it or or take it to the county office. Okay, and there is time to do that if people act on that right now, right? As we saw. Oh, absolutely! Okay. You've got plenty of time uh, to do that. So, it's okay. just, and all the instructions are up there. It's VoterGA.org/slash/events. Uh, That's our events tab. Okay, and then there's one more thing. I, I, we do not have time to cover all of the amendments, but you, it is on your website, and I did want you to tell people how to look at your analysis. And I, th- I believe there's only one of those uh, uh, between the referenda and the amendments. I think there's only one thing that you are now recommending a yes vote on. Isn't that correct? What is that? Yeah, that's exactly right. And for the reasons that Ted and you have discussed in the previous segment, all of the constitutional amendments, for the most part, are special interest. They're supporting some kind of a special interest that is not necessary to have a constitutional amendment. You, they already either already have a law for it or they're, uh, they can make a law for it. So there's no reason to have a constitutional amendment because then if you change your mind down the road, it's harder, much harder to back that out. Um, because it takes a two-thirds majority vote. So that's the principle why we're recommending no and have now decided to recommend no on all five of those amendments, um, as well as one of the referenda. It's all. It's just all about special interests. And what is the referenda referendum that you recommend a yes vote on? The one that uh, probably doesn't impact so many, but we didn't think was so bad, was the multi- district uh, amendment uh, for homestead exemption. So in other words, uh, if you're in, I'm sorry, multi-county, so if you're a city of Atlanta resident and you're actually, Atlanta spans two counties, uh, those those residents can't get a homestead exemption right now as we understand the law. And it, this, that, that referendum, will, uh, referendum would allow them to do that. So that there 
to uh, it's in that they would have the same thing that those in in Fulton and DeKalb counties have already. All right, so that's HB eight twenty is the only thing you vote you recommend a yes vote on. And if people want to see your analysis of all the other stuff, they can go to voterga.org. Is that the best place for people to find? I got one minute, so tell people how to get more from you, Garland. Uh, yes, voterga.org. Um, and I, you know what, I I've got to make sure that's posted, but we'll post that on the event. Uh, and I'll they make sure click it's through before six o'clock. On VoterGA.org, it's easy to click through to your Facebook page, which I believe everything's on your Facebook page, right? Oh, that's right. Uh, it's also on Twitter. You're absolutely right. That's, that would, those would be the best way. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, Garland at VoterGA.org, uh, or voter, Garland at VoterGA, and then on Facebook, just VoterGA, all one word. You're right. All of that assistance is up there, and that we had we did change one, uh, one of our, our amendments. So. All right, awesome. Boy, did we pack a lot in there. Thank you so much, Garland. Thank you so much. And uh, I guess I won't talk to you again until after the election, but um, as Ted Metz said, it's going to be a runoff anyway, so it's okay to vote Libertarian. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having us, and thank you for being a, a shining light on, uh, on all this corruption and, and you know, make, really, really making it equal. Right. On both sides. right back to you, Garland. Okay, bye-bye. And I'll be back right after this to wrap it up uh, with um, some parting thoughts for, for this election season. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. This is Junior Brown. Listen to this lyric. Some odd years ago. Uh, it's taking too long. <laughs> Here it comes. I left home for the first time when I was four years old. I'm a free man. <laughs> I just love that. That reminded me of an Abrams thing. Didn't she say that her mother dropped out of school when she was eight? Eight years old. <laughs> and the neighbor said that she was hopeless and penniless, which is a weird way to describe an eight-year-old. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to laugh. I don't want to pile on. I... Um, do not relish my role as like a universal spoiler, but I am glad that we are <laughs> wrapping this show up on a on a high note with having had the libertarian uh, candidate for governor Garland, um, who I would think that Garland, who is just so enmeshed and immersed in uh voter integrity and fraud issues and corruption, he'd be terrified to get the wrong person as governor, that he'd be willing to do anything to prevent the the worser, worse evil from taking office. But he has the courage uh, not to vote the lesser of two evils. And it, it made me think he has more courage than I do. I mean, I, I always vote libertarian, but like, oh, this time it's like the worst. But um, is... That like if you think about Trump, Trump has the biggest budget. I believe he's he signed the biggest budget of any president ever. And he said, don't do it again. Don't send me another budget like this because I won't sign it, which is silly. And with, with Obama, with lesser budgets, you had huge uh approach, you, know, you know, like you had that tea party, you had people really going bananas. And with Trump, like there's nothing. So you think you can play this game, you can game the evil versus evil and pick the lesser of two evils, but you really might not be able to play that game. So if there's going to be a runoff anyway, 
go into it with a clean conscience, maybe. But I don't really like to tell people how to vote. Just examine your conscience. Vote what you think is the right thing to do. That's what I do. And that is the one thing that we have, you know, if we really all examine our conscience and vote with integrity, maybe we'll have a better country. What do you think, Binkley? You got 15 seconds to put you. I absolutely agree. <laughs> You're just saying that. No, I agree. Yeah, no, I know. You do, you do. Anyway, go to uh, iTunes or PropagandaReportDaily.com to find our podcast. The podcast of this show should be up in a couple of days. Thanks, everybody. And uh, go to at Monica Perez Show to see when I'm going to be on next. Later. See you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.